After a car smashed into a restaurant, the owners are asking for help for one of their servers who saved a child. One cold front down, two more to go over the next week. I'll show you the rain chances and the temperature plunge ahead. Yes, I am a different type of Santa. I'm a very unique Santa. Ho, 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 ho. But I am still just Santa. Texas Santa is having trouble meeting demand as families look for a Kris Kringle who can better represent their children and their community. But first this evening, scary moments in the Houston area after a small church bus crashed and flipped into an apartment building in East Harris County. The Harris County Sheriff's Office says multiple people were sent to the hospital. More than a dozen people, including children, were on board. It's not clear just yet what caused the crash. Deputies are also trying to figure out if anybody was inside the apartment building at the time of the crash. Well, we're updating you on last night's car crash into a restaurant in Round Rock. The staff is now asking for donations for their server who helped save the life of a little boy. We told you how a driver plowed into Gino's Italian restaurant on South Mays last night. Workers say a server pushed a child out of the way as the car came barreling through. Staff posted on Facebook today that the server suffered a broken leg and several stitches. They add that she's a mom to five kids. The restaurant is reopening tomorrow, even if in a limited capacity. And they're accepting gift cards to HEB and Walmart to help her get through the holidays while she's not able to work. New in-depth data out of the city of Austin late last week found serious crashes cut in half on roads with speed display readers. It's one of the measures in the city's Vision Zero program. That's the program designed to curb the number of serious and fatal crashes on Austin roadways. Officials say the speed sign technology aims to report driver speeds back to them and encourage them to slow down. For more on traffic trends found in the report, head to KXAN.com and click on this story. Right now, 10 to 17 year olds in San Marcos can get a citation if they're out in public places at certain times, but that could soon change. Wednesday, City Council will vote on whether to renew its juvenile curfew ordinance. The evening curfew is between 11 p.m. and 6 a.m. Sunday through Thursday. There's also a daytime curfew Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. Supporters say this ordinance helps stop students from cutting class, while those against it say criminalizing young people is unnecessary and traumatizing. It is University of Texas night at the Trail of Lights tonight and for anyone planning to drive down to the trail, organizers want to remind you that you do need to buy your parking pass online before you show up at Zoker Park. They tell us they've been having issues with people showing up trying to pay on site and you can't do that. And a reminder, you can also buy Trail of Lights tickets online as well. The trail will be closed tomorrow night, but it will reopen Tuesday with free general admission. KXAN is a proud sponsor of the Trail of Lights, and we have more resources for you to plan your trip at KXAN.com. First warning weather with meteorologist Nick Bannon. Well, we had a cold front last night that brought us some showers and storms, and it cooled us off as well. And despite the cloudy start to the day for most of us, we managed a little bit of blue sky like we're seeing now in Buda from our rock and dirt yard camera. But temperatures are cooler. Most of us now in the middle and low 60s, even as chilly as the upper 50s in San Saba and Lampasas right now. And we're roughly 10 degrees in some places even colder 
10 degrees colder than this time yesterday. So you're already feeling the chill, the first of many chills that are coming our way. Uh, some patches of clouds around, plenty of them. They are going to be filling back in. So those of you enjoying a little bit of blue sky now, as we head into the evening, the clouds will start to take over. So partly cloudy to mostly cloudy here by 11. Temperatures only slowly dropping here tonight. Coming up in first warning weather, we've got more rain coming. We'll track multiple rain chances for you. The last warmth for a while before the coldest air of the season comes. All right, thanks, Nick. See you in a bit. Well, Christmas is two weeks from today, and Santa is working overtime, literally. A Texas company that hires Santa Claus and Santa's helpers for events says demand is outpacing supply. And as Vince Sims from NBC5 in Dallas tells us, the biggest demand is for Santas that don't fit that traditional look that so many of us know. Jingle bells, a jingle all the way. Oh, it's that special time of year. Jolly old St. Nick is starting to bring that Christmas cheer. To make all of the appearances, Santa has all kinds of different helpers. My name is Santa Charles Graves, and I am Deaf Santa Claus. Ho, ho, ho. And Santa. Here we go. Larry Jefferson. All right, Merry Christmas, guys. Made a special appearance at the city of Duncanville Christmas party. Yes, I am a different type of Santa. I'm a very unique Santa. Ho, 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 ho. But I am still just Santa. Diversity in Santa Claus plays an important role for children. Santa Charles felt the magic the first time he put on the red suit and signed to a child who was deaf. I could see the deaf children, you know, their joy. It was a magical experience for the deaf children to see a deaf Santa Claus, you know, someone who could sign. The need for more Santa entertainers in general is growing. Mitch Allen is the founder of HireSanta.com in Fort Worth. The demand is through the roof. Uh, we have the demand up 30% over last year and up over 120% over pre-pandemic levels. That increase includes the request for minority and Spanish-speaking Santas. Merry Christmas, Feliz Navidad. It's all about making sure all children, no matter their differences, feel included. You know, it's a, it's a cultural experience. We all have different cultures, and it's very important for every child to, you know, do what we can to make them happy. That's the most important thing to all of us Santas. And they welcome even more Santas of all kinds to join to keep spreading the Christmas magic. We're beginning to see the increased numbers of Santas, um, uh, Santas of colors to uh, start ticking up. And we need more because here in the Dallas Metroplex, I am one of few. And let me tell you, I can't get to everybody. Except for Christmas Eve night in Fort Worth. Oh, you're so sweet. Vince Sims. Here we go. Let me put you up here. Say cheese. NBC5. Now, in addition to a lack of Santa's safety concerns about getting COVID-19 by performers playing Santa have also been a factor in recent years. I wanted to kind of give back in a way because I've been in their shoes before and I wanted to just help in any way I can. Stitching together a new life for refugees, one present at a time. How you can help local high schoolers make a difference this holiday season. But first, another big step for NASA's attempts to return astronauts to the moon as the next generation spacecraft returns to Earth. A Libyan intelligence official is in U.S. custody for suspicion of making a bomb that blew up a passenger plane in 1988. Abu Aguila Mohammed Masoud Kair al-Marari is accused of making the bomb 
that brought down Pan Am Flight 103 and killed 270 people. It happened over the Scottish town of Lockerbie. Among the 190 Americans that were on board, 35 of them were Syracuse University students flying home for Christmas after a semester abroad. Massoud is the third Libyan intelligence official charged in the U.S. in connection with the attack. However, he would be the first to appear in an American courtroom for prosecution. One of the other suspects was convicted. Another was acquitted on all charges. After a 1.4 million mile flight, the historic Air Artemis One moon mission ended today with the Orion capsule splashing down into the Pacific Ocean. The trip lasted 26 days, and during that time, the Orion capsule beamed back photos and videos of the lunar surface. NASA has touted this test flight as laying the foundation for returning U.S. astronauts to the moon. It's also a key first step for space exploration to Mars. NASA plans two more Artemis test flights before it launches regular missions to the moon to establish a base camp. Hey, good news. We've now passed the earliest sunset of the whole year. Yesterday's sunset was at 5.30. Today, it's 5.31. But unfortunately, our sunrises keep getting later. We'll track limited sun, rain, and cold coming away in first morning weather. Two Austin teenagers are giving back to local refugees this holiday season. Yara Hussein and Stuart Haas, high schoolers at Headwater School, fundraised to buy sewing machines for four local refugee families. They say they wanted to help refugees integrate into Central Texas while also raising awareness on global issues for their classmates. Sewing machines are how they make their living and how they make their kids clothes, how they basically function uh, and make not only stuff for themselves but also uh, sell stuff. For Hussein, she says this was personal to her as a fellow refugee. I personally found a, a personal connection to this uh, project as a whole and I kind of wanted to give back to my community. The two gave out the sewing machines to refugee families today at Global Impact Initiative. That's an Austin nonprofit that helps refugees integrating into Central Texas. In addition to fundraising efforts, GII helps with English language classes and job training programs. To learn more about GII and the team's future fundraising plans, head to KXAN.com and click on this story. For the first time, an Asian culture fair made its way to Austin. Jayla Washington gives us a look at this new experience in Central Texas. Yeah, so we're in this cute little brewery up north. It's actually pretty secluded, but it's really cool because there are lots of vendors, really good food, and this is super cool because this is the first time that they've been able to do something like this. There are more than 15 vendors here today, all Asian artists selling things like postcards, painting, and jewelry. Musicians and other performers are also taking the stage every hour. There's even a private chef in Asian fusion. That's a mix of Filipino and Korean food. More than 300 people are expected to show up. The events organizer, it's just one guy. His name is Haiti Jung. He's organized some social events before, but on a much smaller scale. I asked him why he would do something like this now for the Asian community. Here's what he had to say. Austin has a lot of transformations happening. And I think it's important to recognize that there are uh, cultural uh, shifts that are happening. There's not only a need, but a desire to have these kinds of events. Love, love, love that. Well, this event, it did cost five bucks to get in, but essentially all of the proceeds today are going back to musicians, vendors, and essentially the community. I'm reporting at the Oscar Blues Brewery in North Austin. Jayla Washington, back to you. 
If you went outside today, maybe you noticed it wasn't quite as humid out there. Today. Yeah, the temperatures dropped, the humidity dropped, and it's the first of a few drops we've got coming. Yeah, our big way. one coming. Yeah. Yeah, these 60s today will probably be one of the warmer days we have of the week because a couple of cold fronts coming our way. Let's take it out to the Circuit of the Americas, though. Uh, but first, a hint of some things to come here. This is what it looks like on Tuesday. We're looking at the potential for some strong storms then. But here we go. The lookout at the Circuit of the Americas is Peppermint Parkway well underway. You've got a mile of lights you drive through and the clouds are thickening up here tonight but it should be nice and dry if you're heading there anytime soon of course you're in your car anyway so you stay dry even if it's raining out right uh, on clouds and radar uh, some patches of clouds that continue to thicken back up again i know we got a little bit of sun here today that's already disappearing as the sun is setting and the clouds are thickening back up this is the cold front that moved through uh, overnight that helped to bring some of us some showers and storms including some of our eastern county several inches of rain that has now moved south, and we await our next cold front that's been impacting the western states here today with some significant rain and mountain snow. That's going to be the one that comes our way here for Tuesday. Ahead of it, though, we've got partly cloudy to then mostly cloudy skies tonight. A couple of sprinkles and drizzle, even an isolated shower possible through the night, but most of us stay dry. Tomorrow starts gray, and then our rain chances start to slowly creep up here through the day. I don't think we're going to get a lot of rain tomorrow, but say a 20 to 30 percent rain chance by midday and through the afternoon, even a little bit of late day sunshine possible for a few of us. This is kind of just the appetizer ahead of a higher rain chance that comes in with our arriving cold front on Tuesday. Tuesday's rain chances start to ramp up in the morning in the hill country and that rain slowly works into the metro say by mid to late morning and then into our eastern counties as we head toward the middle of the day and into the afternoon. Not expecting a lot of rain with this. There's the chance for a couple of thunderstorms in the mix as well but overall amounts on Monday are really light and then amounts on Tuesday are pretty light too unless you get caught under one of those thunderstorms. There is that risk as I previewed for a couple of strong or even severe storms on Tuesday, mainly into Williamson County, Milam County and portions of Lee County at a marginal one out of five severe weather risk. So we're not expecting a lot of storminess. The main concern with the cold front is that it's going to bring a big drop in temperatures from 75 Tuesday to 66 on Wednesday, 59 Thursday down to 55 here on Friday. And look at the morning lows that we may begin with on Friday, widespread 30s. And while you're seeing all these numbers that are above freezing, I think they're probably going to be some areas in the hill country that get very close to freezing here Friday morning. Tonight, a 10% chance of rain, 57 and a lot of clouds. A lot of clouds, a little sun tomorrow, a 30% rain chance, high of 70. And then we look at some slightly higher, but certainly no rain guarantees for Friday. Just a 50% rain coverage there, 75 degrees ahead of that cold front. We're down to 66 with sun and clouds on Wednesday. Sunshine Thursday, 59. Another front comes through midday Thursday, drops us to 55 Friday. Low to mid 50s next weekend with a little bit of some rain chances, but nothing super impressive yet. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. The Dallas Cowboys were heavily favored coming into the day. People say any given Sunday, anything can happen. But with the one-win Texans in town, I mean, come on. This should have been beyond a blowout. Alas, said people may have been right. Mike McCarthy trying to get a win. We'll start in the first quarter. Scoreless until Tony Pollard gets the sweep here. How explosive has number 20 been scampering in for the opening score 
Dallas up. Now they're down 10 to 7. Houston staying in it, but again, it's Pollard this time on the pass. Somehow stays inbounds. What a weapon he is. Cowboys out in front. 2017 Texans in the third. Fourth and goal. Zeke stuffed at the line. Houston defense came to play. Texans up three now in the fourth. Dak's arm is hit as he throws. Intended for Dalton Schultz. It is intercepted. First and goal for Houston. They're already up three. Dallas has to hold for at least a field goal. Fourth and goal. And yeah, that's probably not the best play call for Houston. Stuffed a couple fourth and goals and no points to show for it. Then a great drive for Dallas in the final minutes. Third and goal. This time Zeke not stuffed. Finds pay dirt. And that would be the game-winning moment for the boys. 27-23, sure not pretty, but the Cowboys get the win. Houston next, they're going to host Kansas City, who's rolling again today. Dallas heading to Florida to face the Jacksonville Jaguars. Philadelphia Eagles, another dominant win against the New York football Giants and the Commanders on a bye this week. To Texas women's hoops, it was the teddy bear toss today. Pre-game, don't hit any of the players. A couple... Big ones, those are all going to be donated to people who need them in the holiday season. We will start with a great play here. Shaley Gonzalez saving the ball from going out as the Horns face Alabama State. And inside they find Rory Harmon, good little runner and a momentum play for the Horns early. Now they're up 20 and again it's Harmon. How about the runner fading away, sliding, no harm, no foul. And Texas continuing to just dominate in the second half. It's Deanna Gaston. If at first you don't succeed, just throw it up again. This time it'll probably go in, and it does. And then finally, Sonia Morris with the runner. Texas rolls to a big Sunday matinee victory over Alabama State. Next, they're going to head on the road Tuesday to face a very good Jackson State team, a tournament team, a season ago. All right, still to come, Texas volleyball back in the final four. We will hear from the Longhorns on their emotion of their win next. All right, welcome back to Texas volleyball team. They've been dominant all year long. Just one surprising five-set loss all regular season. They were not about to have another surprise here so far in the postseason. Just a dominant effort a day ago, and the Greg Jim was rocking again the whole postseason. They've been playing so well. A 3-1 to one win over Ohio State in the regional final. And that was an Ohio State team playing very good volleyball. That propels the Longhorns to Omaha in the Final Four. Joining them in Nebraska's fellow one seed Louisville, two seeds Pittsburgh and San Diego. Texas will face the Toreros Thursday evening. Here's the team on the win and how they're now feeling. Super proud to be back at the Final Four. It's super hard. Uh, I know our program has been accustomed to doing that, but this group's put a, whole lot, a lot of hard work into it. And I'm just so happy that we get to be together again. Um, another day. It's so exciting when you get to come together and just hug it out and really feel all the emotions. We, it was a lot of up and down, ups and downs in that game. Ohio State's a great team, so it's just, it's just an amazing feeling to get to lean on your teammates right there at the end and then just have all the emotions. Some stats that'll show you how dominant they are. This is their 14th Final Four, 10th in the last 15 seasons. Just continued excellence for Jared Elliott's crew. In high school football, what a weekend it was for two area schools. A lot of emotion. Wimberley, they won Friday in a thriller at the Alamo Dome over Cuero, coming back to win to earn a spot in the state title game. Then yesterday, in that same venue, Vandegrift had a game-winning kick in the final seconds against Katie to win. So Wimberley is going to play Friday at 11 a.m. against Carthage at Jerry World. And then Vandegrift Saturday at 3 against DeSoto. A couple area teams with a chance to bring home some hardware. We will be right back. 
Nick is back to tell us what's in store for your Monday. Yeah, just a few showers possible tomorrow. The highest chance for that's going to come later in the day, although we do jump from the 60s back into the 70s again. All righty. Thanks for watching, everybody. Have a great evening. We hope to see you right here after football.